This podcast contains pieces which are roughly the size of a child's esophagus. So that's that's this week's Jackson Film Club, the podcast. I bet you're already <laughs> regretting pressing play today. But we're back. Back at it again. I'm your co-host, Sam Grafe. I'm joined by... Michael Lamb. And we are here to talk about some dank movies. We're joined by our first ever actual guest, Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan. So Jake Sullivan is uh, a friend of the film club. Local Jacksonian. Uh, His first film club event, I believe, was uh, our Lord of the Rings marathon. My first one. And here, here today to talk about your top 20 list and we're going to go through a little breakdown but before we get there jake what brings you to jackson mississippi well i was born in vicksburg so like local kid but i have moved around a lot came back for some family stuff planted a church bought a subway i guess just life man life brings me here yeah it's a tough place to leave like you get drawn back in good community here yeah. real, great, real gra- great group of guys some gravity to it it reminds me of uh, there's like a curse on the, the city of uh, oh gosh Rohan city in, El Dorado <laughs> in, in Florida Jacksonville Destin oh, Orlando can we edit all this out Miami oh my <laughs> gosh so uh, Jake actually had us Jake Jake has a podcast of his own which we'll plug real quick before we get into the top twenty what is it. Oh, so I've got a podcast with with some friends I live with, Red Fox Talks, and apparently, if you want to be on this podcast, you just have to invite uh, the the host here to be on your podcast. Yeah, me, me and Michael, both of our first podcasts ever were was Red Fox Talks, uh, not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, that was your first podcast ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so can we say that ever. my podcast fathered this podcast? Uh, Negative, maybe, inspired, maybe. Uh, I think it, it was brought up in the conversation. Yeah, I, I've been talking about starting this podcast for a long time, and uh, once Sam was like, "Hey, do you want to start a podcast together?" I was like, "You know what? This is it. This is it. This is kismet." Uh, but no, I, I definitely Good word. Appreciate the okay, opportunity I, to be on the Red Fox Talks before, podcast. I don't, I don't know if this is a what whatever word you just said, but before we get any further, kismet? I'm just going to preface the podcast. Uh, if you're less than, I don't know, 85 years old, a lot of the references that are going to be made are probably going to go over your head because I'm I'm sitting at a chill 19 years old, uh, and both of these guys' combined age is older than Mississippi. Wow. I think, Jake, we can beat him up, right? Probably, yeah. I mean, he's a, a weak little 19-year-old. We're going to stay I in this disrespect. Say, like, when I showed up and met your producer, the the – introduction i was given is the strangest person you've ever met <laughs> jake's a little bit of a gypsy so like so like that's already going on and then there's the the fact that i'm old so of my top 20 movie lists we're about to go through almost none of them are from the past decade like you're all jake is known on his podcast on red fox talks as mississippi methuselah mississippi methuselah so uh you since you you referenced it what happened when you got here to record this podcast today you you did you sit outside for a second? Well, yeah, I was waiting on a, a break to come in, and so I just uh-huh. walked up and sat in the chair. But I think it was less of sitting on your front porch chairs so and more our, of the... Our sound engineer, whose studio we're currently at, that was Brennan. He came out and brought you inside, and what happened? Um, Should I just say? Yeah. I can, say, I, can, I can make it louder in post. So this man <laughs> walks up to the front door 
looking like he just got done playing soccer and barefoot. And I'm thinking like, oh, okay, clearly he was just playing soccer somewhere at a church, naturally, after one does on a Wednesday night service. He walks in. And I go, oh, you can just get done with soccer or something? He goes, nah, man, just chilling. <laughs> no, nah, I was just playing some chess. He gets upstairs to here, and he starts chewing on a Twizzler. And I'm like, where did that come from? I don't have Twizzler. <laughs> it was in my mouth when I walked in, man. Yeah, okay. Was, just like barefoot, soccer jersey, Twizzler. Three red flags off the bat. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I do keep a pack of Twizzlers in the car. Just in case, just, just sit baking, and then well, this is all right. So there is a a secret shelf in Kroger where they put all the like on clearance stuff because it's expired or like the package got dented or whatnot. And there was a, a five pound box of Twizzlers for like two bucks, and I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to get that and set it in my car. And Man, so not only were they already expired, but you then put them in your car <laughs> in Mississippi so they can melt together and it's just, just it's just noodles and sugar. Like I no, mean. it's a red block of a glucose i don't even know all right, guys, I, I don't know that there's all right, of the last five minutes i don't know if there's a better way to to come to know who jake sullivan yeah. is anyway so uh jake you are a fan of movies yes um and you have very graciously responded to my request for uh, a compilation of your top 20 favorite movies so what I remember from that process, it, you narrowed it down to like a top 50 at first. Is that right? Oh, wow. Yeah. There was a lot of winnowing and then it growing back because I was like, oh, I forgot about this one. You know. Like <laughs> it, so even though I have this, it's not the final list. There's some stuff in here that's like probably because we're close to Halloween. Some stuff got bumped up. Mm. Right? Only one or two, but you know, so there's some things that'll move around. So just to start day. with, just take us through say what number one is, say what the title is, what year it came out, and then move on. Or if you don't have an order, it doesn't matter. But I think these are all ranked, right? All right, so number one, yes, they they are ranked. Number one, this one is probably always my number one, Cool Hand Luke, 1967. Do I have to say the years for all of them? Because i got to pull up what you can say. Yeah, you can just say, the, say, oh, can just say the title, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if if anybody wants to look at this list, this is on my letterbox. Oh, here we go. I figured out how to do it. All right. Number two is The Godfather. Godfather 1 and 2, like I kind of consider them the same movie, but if I'm picking one unpopular opinion, I take The Godfather over Godfather 2, but they're both great, excellent. Either one works. That's 1972. Uh, Number three is a revolving door of every Coen Brothers movie. (laughs) So for the list, I put Blood Simple because that's their first film, and it amazes me how like how much they knew who they were as directors from the jump that's 1984 uh number four butch cassidy and the sundance kid 1969 number five the truman show 1998 uh big night 1996 white men can't jump 1992 thicker than water 2000 goodwill hunting 97 Attack the Block, 2011. That's within the last decade. Yeah, that's for for a couple good. more months. <laughs> Office Space, 99. Gladiator, 2000. The Raid, 2011. Legally Blonde, 2001. Bull Durham, 1988. The Color of Money, 1986. Rocky Horror Picture Show, because Halloween's coming up, 1975. Snatch from 2000. He Got Game, 1998. 
and rounding it out at number 20, We Were Soldiers from 2002. Man, that is a list. So yeah. What do you think <laughs> of that list? certainly a list. So of that list, I've seen uh, two, three, four, five, six. I've seen six of your 20 movies. Uh, one, Only one of them I would consider a favorite. The Truman Show is also on my list. Um, definitely a lot I haven't seen. Um, I would actually, I, I'm one of the people who's in the camp of Godfather Part 2 over Part 1. I've only Pretty seen each camp. Yeah, I've only seen each of them once. I, I definitely need to rewatch them. Um, it was a lot to take in at first, and obviously there's a lot of expectation behind it. Um, yeah, grew up watching Gladiator. Uh, haven't watched it in a while. Um, I just recently saw Snatch for the first time and loved it. I'm already ready to watch that again. Uh, my biggest question is Legally Blonde. Yeah. Tell me a little more about that, or unless you want to go first, Michael. Yeah, Michael, you you show oh, your what? What was the? I forgot that that was on the list. What number was that? Legally Blonde is seventeen, sixteen. Yeah, about fifteen, somewhere in there. Thirteen. There we go. No, it's farther. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's somewhere. It's, it's, in, it's there. in the teens. Um, 14. so this is not a list of what I think the best movies okay. are. Right? This yep. is my. These are my favorites. And Legally Blonde is. I feel like the perfect large group of people, we need a movie that everyone can enjoy movie. Like it's just enough of a chick flick that the girls will sit down and watch it. But it's also legitimately a good, like fun romp movie for a guy to sit down and watch. Uh, Yeah. Like it's, it's a solid film. I think a lot of people making these lists will have a movie like this in there somewhere. Like it might be mean girls or clueless. And for me, it's legally blonde. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask you, are there any like, on this list, are there any movies that you like genuinely consider some of the greatest of all time? Because obviously it's a personal list. Um, so you have different memories and yeah. stuff associated. So most of them I, I also think are legitimately great movies. Yeah. Some of them are like three-star, just fun, and I really enjoy. But for the, for the most part, these are all movies that I think are like masterpiece level you know yeah truman show i think is pr- pretty close right. to perfect yeah truman show is the number one on my top 20 list oh we'll taste yeah. we'll taste what's coming next episode so um i've only seen 25 percent of your top 20 list yeah are you are you i'm curious what movies do you think i've seen okay well truman show i'm gonna go with because you know you just gave me that as your number one yeah so you got a freebie okay um the godfather Negative. I have not seen really? The Godfather. And you have your own movie podcast? Yeah, I have my own film club. <laughs> Cringe? Yeah, I've seen The Godfather. <laughs> I've seen see. 600 movies. Uh, Gladiator? Oh. <clears throat> uh, I've, gla- I've seen Gladiator, okay. yeah. Um, Goodwill Hunting? Yep. Hmm. What else is on here? There's only one more that I really will be disappointed if you don't guess it. Okay. And it's because of that we've both talked about it. Cool Hand Luke? Yeah. Okay, because I talk about that one a lot. We have talked about Gosh, that. Gosh, now, okay, I, I, I almost watched Cool and Luke a couple days ago, and then a friend texted me. I tried me to tell said, you. No, I really wanted to, and then he texted me and was is, like, hey, do you want to play video games? And I shouldn't have said yes, but I did. Correct. Now it's, I miss it. It's funny out. when it wants to be. It's heart wrenching. It's inspirational. Like it hits every emotional beat that it needs to when it wants to. It's, yeah, across the board, just a great movie. It's so good. How it's close so good. is it to Shawshank? Because from the description I read, it, it sounds like kind of Shawshank esque like does it have that vibe to it where it's like dudes hanging out in a prison a little bit but it's um 
I don't know. It's it's a very different movie. Okay. Uh, so it's not exactly the same sort of prison. It's old school chain gang. Mm-hmm. Um, so like hammering away at rocks and stuff. Yeah, sort of paving roads, that sort of stuff. Gotcha. Um, and he breaks out a few times. Like the, the whole thing is he won't stop escaping, even oh. though it's a it's a light sentence. It's not a big deal, but he's just. Won't be held down. Gosh, I should have so watched you're it. Like, oh, you wanted to, you know, you want him to have anyway. It's yes. For a while, that had my my voicemail was from this movie, and there's a line where uh, where they're talking about how he doesn't take instruction well, I guess. And one of the guys says, "What we have here is a failure to communicate." That's where that's Some from. Men just yeah. can't be reached, and that was my voicemail because it's just yeah. That's Some a great voicemail. I did not know that that's voicemail. what that was from. It's iconic. No man can eat 50 eggs. There's a few of these movies I've never heard of. I've never uh, heard so the, of... The last one that uh, I'll just give it to you was Office Space. So that's the last movie on your top 20 that I've seen. Okay. So I, I recently rewatched that uh, just to get a little bit of catharsis. Because yeah. like, there, there's a period of time where <laughs> you know I wasn't allowed to... Well, I wasn't working in the office because of the pandemic. And then, I don't know, it's like watching that movie was weirdly a vacation. <laughs> right. Office Space is funny. I I watched it with my roommate last semester. It kind of had it on in the background, but it was, I also was like, oh, this is pretty good. But I have I feel like I haven't actually sat down and watched it, but I enjoyed it. Like, I would watch yeah. it again. It's, a, it's like a fun, hey, let's throw that on. That's good to hear, because I feel like it's generational. Like, it's very of the time. And so to know that the younger generation can watch and yeah. enjoy it, solid. Yeah, so it's got like, uh, what, Jennifer Aniston? Yes. Um, is she in that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's she the, is. She's the main love yeah, interest. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she's one of the, like, the, the main reasons that I even know about this movie is because in high school and in college, like everybody was obsessed with Jennifer Aniston and loved watching things that with her That must be a friend's it. thing. Uh, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean... My generation doesn't really. I mean, I my generation is now catching on onto Friends, I think, but which I, still is not that great of a show. Yeah, no, I have no interest to watch it. Oof, I'm probably burning some bridges right now, dude. <laughs> I just on like a quick tangent. I can't go back to laugh tracks after watching like The Office and Parks Same. and Rec. Yeah. I can't like. I was in a, f- a film class last semester and we watched two episodes of Seinfeld. Like you notice them now. And even though Seinfeld is like known as the greatest one of the greatest sitcoms or whatever, like I could not get past the laugh tracks. It's just such a huge turnoff. But anyway. It's very distracting. Yeah. Uh I'm I have a question. So uh I thought Big Lebowski. Oh, well, I guess you put Blood Simple for, uh, for yeah. Cohen movies. But, so Big Lebowski uh, is in there. It is the movie I've seen the most throughout my life. And at some point, it probably would have been on this list. But so talk a little bit more about number. You said number three is like a rotating spot. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's always a Coen Brothers film because they're my favorite directing duo, I guess, maybe. Okay. But like Big Lebowski is the movie I've seen the most. Uh, Raising Arizona is just hilarious, and Nicolas Cage is never not fun, so having him be with the Coens is great. Uh, Miller's Crossing might be my actual favorite movie they, they've done. Or Simple, Simple Man. See, like, I can't have a favorite movie they've done. Simple Ser- Man is so man? good. Or, yeah, Serious Man. This is, everything they do is great. What? Okay, something, Jake can say something really cool that not a lot of people can say, which is that you are in... A Cohen, you're in one of your favorite. You're in your favorite director's movie. Yes, uh, I was in. 
um, a brother, a brother where art thou? As like a an extra when I was a kid because it was shot they, in Mississippi. They shot it up in Canton, and we went up there. And I've been an extra in two movies. Uh, that went in a time to kill, and like they give you food, and you just stand there for a day, and then you get a paycheck. And I was like, that's, man, that's the life. I want to do that more often. <laughs> it's just so crazy to me that like they're your favorite directors, and you're in one of their movies. Yeah, it's just so, and also. Yeah, I don't there, know how many people who can say that. The cinematographer that they frequent, Roger Deakins, I, at this point, have no... Especially after seeing, like... Um, oh, I just re- I just watched um, Skyfall recently, which is just another movie that he was the director of photography on, and there's just no question he's the greatest of all time. So the fact that he was here in Mississippi... This was, like, two years before I was warm, which I'm pretty upset about, because if I knew that Roger Deakins was a 25-minute drive away from me, I would literally... You would have popped out the I would, room a couple years I would, early. <laughs> I would break the law to get onto that set uh, just to watch him work, and so that's a pretty awesome thing to be able to say. Yeah. Um, They've got a new one coming out that will probably take the number three spot for a little while, right? They're doing... Uh, oh, boy. Is, Don't even get Michael started. They're doing the, the Macbeth? Just one of them. Yeah, the the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah. The real tragedy is that they're not directing together anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just Jill Cohen. Well, I guess this is where you find out who <laughs> who's the better who was <laughs> yeah. actually directing the movie the entire time. Um. What? Yeah. I, with the Cohens, like, I some of them I just like. I get that it's a Cohen thing that that's why the movie's like that, but yeah. like I just don't know that I can get like a serious man. I enjoyed, but like, I just don't know that I get it. Yeah. But like, then there's movie, like No Country for Old Men is, I think, close to perfect. One of my favorite movies of all time. Big yeah. Lebowski, I think, is great. Um, really like um, Inside Lewin Davis and uh, Burn After Reading is great. I think super underrated. Um, but like, e- no offense, because I mean, we're sitting with one of the stars of the movie, but Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, I was not a big fan of. Yeah. Um, so like Lady Killers, probably their least good movie. It feels most like the one they're just trying to like make money on. Still obviously a Cohen film and very enjoyable. Is Hail Caesar good? Eh, it's okay. Okay. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's Cohen. Like it seems it, like they it, got it a budget the right behind beats. that one. Yeah. Um, and they have the one that's on Netflix, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Sometimes they have movies that I feel like are, like the movie's deep, but I don't know why. Yeah, like, I don't know what you're trying to say with this film. That's how I feel about a serious man. I'm like, I don't get yeah. it, but like this has got to like, be. I need profound. to listen to someone smarter tell me why it was profound. I feel the profoundness. I just don't know what yeah. was going on with it. So yeah, I, I get that. And the dark comedy can be heavy sometimes. Yeah. Right. Like oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny, but then at the end of it, like when you stop laughing, you have to sit and. There's some really funny moments in No Country for Old Men. Some of yeah. Anton Chigurh's lines make me laugh. He literally walks up to a guy and is like, you got a Scroogey? And he's talking about a screwdriver. It's like, there's this terrifying hitman, and he calls a screwdriver a Scroogey. <laughs> and then some guy, they see a dead dog on the ground that's clearly been shot to death. And the guy's like, that's a dead dog. And Anton Sugar's just like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, what about, um, you've got a Well, if two- we're going in order, Butch casting the Sundance Kid. Another Paul Newman. Paul Newman's got two in my top four, three on this list. But uh, I don't know. I feel like there had to be a Western on here anyway, but also it's such a like classic for me film. Uh, the the mastermind is, 
You know, you've got Butch Cassidy as this bank ro- robber who can't shoot, like has never shot a gun. And then Sundance is the great shot, but he can't swim. And at some point, you know, they have to get away. And he's like, I'm not jumping in there. I can't. So they have these weird little, like, character developing weaknesses and treats them like people. And it's almost not even really a Western, but they always find their way out whenever so they're So it's cornered. like a bank robbery? It's, yeah, they do a few bank robberies. Uh, and then it ends. It does that thing where, like, it doesn't give you a real ending. It ends like the gray ends where you're like, okay, so they obviously, like, didn't make it out of that. But it yeah. doesn't tell you that. And they make it out of some really big odds throughout the movie. So maybe. Interesting. That's um, another one I haven't seen. I mean, it's, I mean, it's tough talking about these. Like, thick, uh, Thicker Than Water, never heard of. So Thicker Than Water is not one that I would ever suggest for anyone else to watch. It is just That's a Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson surf documentary. Oh, it's, just it's a Jack Johnson's movie, and it's not even really a documentary. It's just like they're surfing with Jack Johnson music playing over it. But oh, I was I, thinking, I spent uh, a few years. That, like, that's more for the vibes. Yeah, I spent a few years surfing, and like now I live in Landlocked, Mississippi, and I'm going to watch surf documentaries sometimes. To Endless escape. Summer is great, but that's so removed from the experiences that I had because I wasn't a surfer in the 50s or whenever no. that. Well, you know, like. And Jack Johnson's just an artist that I like, so putting those two together. For the people who have never been able to behold him physically, Jake Sullivan does have a surfer's physique. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, whatever that means. <laughs> whatever what, that means. What I noticed about your list is it seems like there's a good bit of uh, movies that are known for their, like, um, I guess, distinctive style. Like, the Coens obviously have a very distinctive style. Yeah. Mm. Uh, um not Spike Jones, Spike, Spike Lee, Lee. Uh, super distinctive. And then Snatch with Guy Ritchie obviously is like filled to the brim with style, which oh, just yeah. makes it so much fun to watch. Oh, like yeah. it's literally, I get, I just got excited watching it because it's so like, there's so much energy. The, the first time you saw it was a, yeah, like a couple months ago. Okay. I was yeah. a big fan of it. Um, that probably my favorite Guy Ritchie film. I love him as a director, but like that was kind of peak. You're telling me Aladdin 2019 isn't your favorite Guy Ritchie film? <laughs> what are you so talking like, about? For somehow, when he got Bunny behind him, his movies got worse, right? Like I don't know. Was the happened. gentleman good? Did you see the gentleman? The gentleman was actually really good. Okay, I didn't I, see it. I, I kind of want to watch it because it looks not. I bad. watched that with a bunch of friends, and we all had a great time. At the end of it, I had no idea that it was a Guy Ritchie movie. And when the credits rolled and it said directed by Guy Ritchie, I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I had to. We did have to. Because I don't like watching movies with subtitles, but I watched it with my brother, uh, and we started it. He's seen it before, and so he didn't have the subtitles on, uh, and then we got like 10 minutes in. I was like, hey, man, it'd probably be a good idea to put some subtitles on there, because like everybody's... Dude, I don't... Even when Brad Pitt is the main character in a movie, he's not in it enough. The Ocean's movies, he's so good, but... He's the best part of that movie. There is a part of... So we're talking about Snatch, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, There's yeah. There's a part in Snatch where Brad Pitt doing his pikey accent thing and the subtitles just put question marks across the bottom. Oh, cause, yeah. Because he's improv. <laughs> like, yeah. like, we literally don't know what he said for this part. Oh, it's so... The first thing I ever saw of Snatch was like, if you... Ever, if you're like ever on the film side of Instagram, there's like a lot of film accounts and they'll post like little snippets of scenes from movies. And it was the scene where I guess they're, it's Jason Statham and the other dude talking to Brad Pitt and his group of guys. Yeah. And it's that scene where he just is saying stuff and they're like, what did he just say? And it, I was, that's what made me want to watch the movie. I was like, this is so funny. Yeah. And 
he says at one point, he says, save your breath for p- cooling your porridge. And I still say that because it's so funny. What was it? Save your breath for cooling your porridge? Yeah. Save your breath for cooling your porridge. Or I can't do an Irish accent, but it's so And funny. it's not even straight Irish. It's this weird gypsy Irish thing. That, yeah. Like, it might just be that Brad Pitt doesn't have a good Irish accent. But for whatever reason, he did this weird gypsy Irish, the pikey <laughs> accent that... It's hilarious. Yeah, and then it's it's crazy that they can take a character who's pretty much solely comic relief, and then without spoiling the movie, there's like a moment where you're like, oh man, I feel bad for that dude. Yeah. So I think that's that's pretty effective. Big fan of that movie. So you said Rocky Horror Picture Show is more of a Halloween pick. Yes. So Rocky Horror Picture Show is less of a movie than an event when it's done right, and it's you need. You get a crowd of people who who know their role because it's big audience participation is part of it, right? And you come with the right stuff, or if you're at the events and they give you the the water guns and the difference, you know, there's just like there's a whole list of things you can do to play a part of this movie. So it's a great experience. I love to do it. Um, usually around Halloween, somewhere they'll have a showing, and I don't make it every year, but you know, every year or two, I'll I'll get out to one of them, and you just. It's a blast. Okay, so I've heard about Rocky Horror Picture Show my entire life, and I have like I have seen snippets of it, but now you're talking about it like it's interactive. I have no clue what is this a action is like a narrative movie? Is it a play? Like what is it? It's a musical. Okay, but you can interact with it. Sort of. It's um. So, like, there are, I don't know if it was planned to be this way or if it's just part of the being a cult classic movie that there's a cult following around it. And there's developed, like, a, a um, reaction to what's going on on screen almost. Yeah. And like, so certain like, scenes, everyone's just like, okay, we do this yeah. for this scene. Yeah. And so, like, some of the dancing scenes people actually do the dance for, some of the, like, different, uh, yeah, different scenes, they just have different things you do for it, right? Yeah. And... There's, I feel like it's confetti or popcorn sometimes, but they're like certain scenes where like stuff happens, you start throwing it like just up in the air and it falls on everybody. And I don't know. It's, it's a whole thing. It's fun to experience. It's kind of like how when you're watching two, ta- two towers, you have to audibly say when Aragorn kicks the helmet that, oh, do you know Viggo Mortensen broke his toes right there? Yeah, yeah it's, it's like you a, have whole to say mo- it. it's a whole movie of that. Yeah. I was going to say, too, if I could chime in real quick, is that uh, I've gotten to play guitar for a Rocky Horror Picture Show before. They had a live band in Hattiesburg. It was the craziest show I have ever played in my entire life. We did like seven nights of it. There was some stuff that I saw on those nights that I physically cannot talk about to other people. <laughs> That was improvised from band leaders, from people on stage. And like It was so weird and graphic that I'm like, I literally can't talk about it with you right now. I don't understand like, what this people do is. I thought in, it was a like, movie. People come in costume. like It's the thing to dress up as the characters from the movie. And there are some scanty costumes in it. But, yeah. like, I, had to, I had to be shirtless like, for like the, like the entire show. And I was playing guitar in a pit. And like I was like, what the? You they can't even like. They don't even look like. I'm not gonna like have any lights over here. No one's looking at me, and I had to be shirtless. <laughs> I don't even know that I want to. Like I don't think it's something that I would enjoy. It's weird. It is definitely weird. Like I'm not a big musical guy to begin with. 
I just it from what I've seen of it, I'm just like I don't think I will enjoy this. Jake, are you really into musicals? I don't know. Or is this, is this just one that is like a favorite of yours that just happens to be a musical? Um, I wouldn't say really into, but yeah, I enjoy them. Um, I don't usually like them put to film. I would prefer so like the on. Les Mis or Sweeney Todd. Yeah, La La Land. Yeah, I was not huge on La La Land. Yeah, and a lot of people like lots of people were. It, just, it, it was okay. Um, so yeah, for whatever reason, I don't usually enjoy them as much on film as I do seeing them like in person. Mm. Uh, there is the exception of like Disney pre Tarzan had a whole golden age where they were making animated musicals and it's kind of my childhood. So that probably has a little bit to do with it, but there's also like, you're talking about like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Lion all King, the way up through. Yeah. Lion King, all that stuff. Little um, Mermaid. And, uh, they're melodramatic, like you you overact, and I think that's why I don't like it when they get put onto film very often. Is because you've got the camera, you can get the close-ups. They don't have to act out as much. Mm. It's almost like vaudevillian. I feel like is the word there. Uh, but Rocky Horror does that anyway. It doesn't matter. They have the camera. They're still acting like they're on a stage, like just crazy over the top. Uh, probably why I like wrestling. So, all right, what, what spot is this on your top 20? This is number... It's, it's near the bottom, which it probably honestly only made 17, it because it's Halloween. This I'm is ready. number 17 on your list. So is, is it the movie that's number 17 or the experience? The experience. I would I would probably not enjoy sitting down in, like, in my living room to watch this or watching it with like one or two other people that <laughs> didn't know what to do. Um, so for the all the, the people joining us on the podcast... <clears throat> One of the impetus or the impetus behind the, these top 20 breakdowns is that I've been collecting top 20 lists. And it's interesting how many people will give me a top 20 list and they'll say, well, this movie, I'm listing it this way, but I actually mean this. Like, don't judge me. Well, so for in Jake's case, he's done it a couple times. He says <laughs> number three is yeah. kind of a stand, stand uh, a placeholder for whatever Cohen film is his current favorite. And then now... Number 17 is the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but what he's really rating here is his experience, which is like, I guess, transcends movie watching. Uh, I've had some people who are just like, yeah, I consider all three Lord of the Rings movies to be one movie, and so I'm going to rank all of that on my top 20 as one movie. I'm like, okay, well, that's That's, three separate movies. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Because like the, like, Nicolas Cage, the Nicolas Cage left behind... Like, I'm not saying this to be funny, like, oh, it's funny to hate on this movie because obviously it's bad. Genuinely, it's the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. But I had so much fun watching it because I just watched it with a group of friends. We were like, wouldn't it be funny if we watched The Nicolas Cage Left Behind? And we put it on and we just made fun of it the whole time. And so, like, obviously the movie is like a 1 out of 10 or a 0 out of 10. But I had a blast watching it. So I mean, long ago when I was in, I guess, probably high school, no, college, it would have been early college. When I was early in college, um, I got, as a gag gift, a DVD of a movie called Crossroads. It was Britney Spears a- acting or trying to. Cringe. <laughs> terrible. But 
we decided to memorize the first like 15 minutes of the movie so we could put it on and people were like obviously it's a joke and then you start quoting the <laughs> movie like, oh my gosh this dude really loves and, it and like, people were like are we really watching this are they really into this <laughs> and they're like scared to make fun of it because they're like I don't want to hurt your feelings because they're like quoting the lines like, like it's the whole thing oh, oh my god Jake you're holding like psychological operations in your house <laughs> now I'm curious if you even like Legally Blonde I do legitimately okay, enjoy Legally Blonde. Was this top I, I don't list a psychological operation? Were you here to just like trick us into being your friends? Well, so like, all right, speaking of the like having weird ways to put them on there, The Raid is legitimately one of my favorite movies, but only because Old Boy is so vulgar that I can't have it, be, like I can't watch it. It's it's unwatchable because of the like vulgarity of it. And The Raid has- The original Old Boy? Yes. Okay. And I The Raid has almost as good- but it has as good of fight choreography and like it's just it's almost as good of a movie and it doesn't have all of that stuff that I have to just like sit through. Yeah. And so without anything dragging it down, the raid becomes on my list. I thought I had heard that the raid two was better. Do you, do you like the raid two? Because the raid two basically just ups the like. Yeah, there was some more money behind it. There was some more like they they had better tech. I was guess. it the same team? Yes, as far as I know, same choreographers at least. But some of it is like with the raid one because they didn't have that, they had to be more creative with it, and it's like beautiful, yeah, beautiful. Well filmed action is not easy to come by nowadays, yeah. and it's awesome when you see it. Sam, you've seen the raid? No, <laughs> I'm just commenting on how action is shot. But yeah, I've heard really good things about the raid, mainly that the fights are amazing. And I don't know if they started this, like, trope. It probably existed before the raid, but the raid's the best I've seen do it, where it's like they're going up this apartment complex and the big boss they're trying to get to is at the top. It's like a video game. And then you know, he comes over the, the speaker and he's like, giving gives a cash reward for killing these cops. And so then they have to, yeah, like a video game, fight their way through the levels. Like, solid, like... Very basic story. It's it's not in English, but you know pretty quickly what's going on. Like, yeah, that one was based in India. Is that right? Uh, Jakarta. I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like it's somewhere in Asia. I guess it's India's Asia, but like I was it thinking, says Indonesia. Indonesia. Mm-hmm. That sounds more right. What would what What are your thoughts on a possible Gladiator two? Because Ridley I Scott Ridley Scott said it. after his next movie, that's what he's planning on doing, which I think he's been saying for a long time. But I feel like Gladiator ended perfectly. Like I don't, I don't need, understand why you would right. Like just make a different movie, man. Yeah, it, I mean, he basically just made make another Gladiator s movie with the Last yeah. Duel. So yeah, I don't know what what Ridley Scott seems like. He's either gonna knock it out of the park and make a great movie, or he's gonna make. I, I mean, I haven't seen tons of his movies, but. From what I hear, a lot of his movies recently have just been like, what are you doing? Like, this is just like that boring drama that you go and watch. Like, your grandparents will go watch or something. You think he might just be like cashing in some checks? I don't know. Either Uh, that or he's just not passionate about it anymore. I don't know. But uh, like we were talking about on the way out of The Last Duel, I don't – because he's like 85 or something, but he made two movies. Like, The Last Duel just came out. It's October. Last Duel just came out. Next month, he has another movie coming out called yeah. The House of Gucci, both which both have Adam Driver in them. But who like only like Steven Spielberg is making occasionally two movies a year, and there he's Ridley Scott's so old, like that's insane. Yeah. But I think I think a lot of it, um, 
I think he makes his movies really fast. That's what I've heard. Like the fact that he uses a lot of like multiple cameras at once. I think he's just able to shoot him really fast. Um, there was that whole thing with uh, his movie that came out a few years ago that had Kevin Spacey in it. And then uh, it was called like All the Money in the World. Kevin Spacey was in it. Like there's a trailer out there with Kevin Spacey in it. Then the whole Kevin Spacey thing came out and they were like, what do we do? This movie's supposed to come out in like two months. So instead of just not releasing the movie, they completely recast it with Christopher Plummer and reshot all of the scenes that Kevin Spacey was in, but with Christopher Plummer with only like two months to spare or something. And Ridley Scott was like, yeah, I could only do that because I've had 50 years of experience or whatever. So I guess when you're just like crazy experienced, you can do stuff like that. But I, I do think for a lot of people, his movies have kind of lost their, their like he's not making Blade Runner anymore. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know what the idea is behind a Gladiator 2 or why he wants to do it so bad because that just seems like a bad call. Yeah. And Russell Crowe is not necessarily in any form of shape anymore. Oh, I don't think Russell Crowe's character would come back. Does, I remember years ago. Hashtag the, spoilers for. Um, yeah, for Gladiator <laughs> came out 21 years ago. Yeah. But I mean, I years ago when Gladiator 2 was first like announced or whatever, I think the idea was there was going to be a resurrected uh, Maximus, which it just sounds even worse. That sounds like a big. So yikes. what happened was he made Blade Runner 2 whatever, Blade Runner 20-something. He didn't make that. He didn't did make... He uh-huh. No, 2049 was Denis Villeneuve. Oh. Who directed, I just assumed that he got to do the second one. That's a big negative. Dang. No, they're, they're totally very different movies. They are. But they're also so far apart, like, in time, that I just assumed that... Yeah. That's fair. No. People change, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Jake, Yes. any other... Uh, concluding thoughts on your top 20 list that you want to share with the rest of the listeners at home any obscurities you want to point out uh i think the big night's one that everyone should see and probably most people haven't yeah that's another one i haven't heard of tell me more about it uh it's two italian brothers that come to america and open up a restaurant so any type of foodie and it's well worth watching and they make traditional italian cuisine and american diners don't appreciate it so the restaurant's failing and then they get a booking for louis primas coming to their restaurant and so it's all about them preparing this perfect ambiance and restaurant and everything for louis prima uh tony shalhoub is amazing like i can watch him do anything and so in this movie he just like he carries i mean he doesn't carry the movie because it's a great movie but yeah that's why, like, while you were describing it, I was like, man, who would who would be acting in this movie? And for some reason, Tony Shalhoub's face was in my head. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's him and Stanley so, Tucci are the brothers. It looks, it, this says that Stanley Tucci co-directed it, which I didn't know Stanley Tucci directed at all. Yeah. Interesting. I, this is, I think this might be the only one. I've looked through his, after, like, realizing that he directed this, looked through his other, he's got, like, five or six, and yeah. nothing else of note, like, so. But he can act. I guess he can do that, too. Also, I have a lot of sports movies on here. Well, I have... Like Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, Legally Blonde. Yeah. Well, like, so, White Men Can't Jump, which I love for lots of reasons. Bull Durham. It's tough to find, like, one baseball movie because baseball movies are all great. He Got Game. Honestly, I'm I'm convinced that He Got Game just because Ray Allen's jump shot was so pretty. That Spike Lee was like, I'm going to make a movie about that. Like, that. That's the premise of the movie, and it's a great movie, but like, you know, Denzel does great acting in it. And even though it's not 
I don't consider pool a sport. I do think Color of Money is a sports movie. Okay. And that's Paul Newman and and a sports movie like at once, so kind of peak of my preferences. But it's also when I had the list of fifty, there are a lot of movies that were on here because I thought they were cool. Like so Fight Club's one of those movies. Like, yes, it's a good movie, but also if it was on here, it would just be because there was a time in my life where Fight Club was the coolest movie yeah. there was, right? And as I have grown much older as the Mississippi Methuselah, the one movie that has always remained cool is Color of Money. And it's a young Tom Cruise and an old Paul Newman shooting pool in like smoky pool halls. I mean, that's always going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. One some of my favorite times when that's I was That's a Scorsese Pole movie. I did not know that. It yeah. was uh was playing at the billiards hall. Yeah. Uh, uh you said that uh, Fight Club is not on your top 20, but it, it hung around your top 50. Is that right? Yeah. When I made the list of top 50, it was probably in the top 20. And as I narrowed it down, I realized that's more of a nostalgia pick than it is a, where I'm currently at pick. Yeah. Are you uh, a fan of Chuck Palahniuk, the writer, the yeah. author? Yeah. Was that, is that going to be more of the influence on Fight Club than the actual film, do you think? Maybe, but I'm also like Edward Norton, Brad Pitt, big fan of them. Uh, it's a it's a really good movie. Yeah, like, like I it, think most people, the first time you see Fight Club, you're kind of obsessed with it for a little bit. It, it definitely like it catches you, right? Like it's one of the more famous twists, also. Yeah, it it has a similar like Matrix was in here. It had the Matrix effect where, or a better one, Truman Show, which is actually on my list. Because yeah. it, it lasts a little longer, but you watch it and you're like. I see the world differently now. Yeah. Mm. I think of the th- the three you just listed, Truman Show, Matrix, and Fight Club, Truman Show has the most, like, like you can take the most from that. Right. Or, like, emotionally, yeah. you probably will get the most out of Truman Show. Well, and the other two... It's had also that the effect. most accessible of all of yeah. those works. The other two had that same effect for a year or two, right? Fight Club, there might have been, like, four years of my life where, like... Oh, Fight yeah, Club, Matrix changed stuff. Yeah. That's true. There are still people, like discussing philosophy around the matrix stuff right we might live in a simulation apparently and you're like, yeah, like the matrix I yeah, saw isn't that, that movie. so cool so consequential like <laughs> i wish that we could figure that out no. <laughs> uh, well jake thank you so much for coming and talking with us about your top 20 of course this has been nothing but a pleasure thank thanks you. for having me yeah we'll plug your podcast one more time why don't you red fox talks you can find me on all the social medias at remington rabbit also on Letterbox at Remington Rabbit. Is that a social media thing? So, yeah, Letterbox is definitely social media. So I've not plugged my Letterbox. That's a good idea. My Letterbox is uh, just Michael Lamb. You can look up my name. Um, the Let's see. So both Sam Grafe and myself have been on Red Fox Talks as guest hosts. Yes. I can speak from experience. I'm sure you speakers. can too, that it's a, it's a blast. It's, if you, it's a lot of fun. If you're looking for a podcast that you're like, uh, like I don't necessarily want to listen to someone talk about one topic for a long time or like an interview. You just want to listen to like four or five dudes hang out in a room and just talk about fun stuff that like dudes would talk about. There's a lot of banter. Yeah, yeah, just it's the, the, the tagline is banter by boys in a house or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit chaotic. It's a lot fun. Like yeah, everything yeah. from conspiracy theories to uh, is what cons- what what is a sport. 
Yeah. To cave memes. Can I milk eating, that? Eating can I, can I milk shower. that? <laughs> eating fruit in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Shower fruit. Uh, uh, and you guys are getting a little more of a consistent release schedule now too, right? Like yeah, every other week yeah, or it's, so. It's, should, it's been every other Sunday. I think this past week we might have come out on a Monday. There were some some technical difficulties maybe from our, our editor getting it out on time. Uh, but yeah, we're every other week. So bi-weekly hoping to have more people on so we can switch it up and you know we got to talk movies with, with Michael Lamb and Sam I don't remember what we were like we, I we think, I think ours was just random yeah, well ours theory. we recorded for like two and a half hours and chopped it down to an hour so there's <laughs> a lot lost the way, in the weeds yeah you're gonna hear the, the highlights of a two hour conversation yeah but yeah but it's yeah Red Fox Talks is a good time I'd recommend it to I to imagine that at least one or two of my co-hosts will at some point be on this as well oh yeah it might be a while, you know. I know y'all got some people to get through, and they're but. just me. We just might at some point have the very man who introduced Michael Lamb and I on the podcast. But Are you talking about Mark Goins? I'm talking about Mark Goins, but oh, that'll Goins. that'll come in time. Yeah, he was low key a little salty about the fact that I got asked to be do a top okay. twenty list. Okay, well, Mark can deal with it because <laughs> I've been trying. I was trying to get on Red Fox Talks for. <laughs> months before it happened and Michael got on before I did and he didn't even ask. So, <laughs> so no, I actually went out of my way to tell Mark I don't want to be on your podcast. <laughs> and he was like, oh hey, do you want to be on the podcast? I, I, also, you'll know this if you listen to my episode of Red Fox Talks. I literally had to ask Mark's grandmother if I could be on the podcast before it happened. Also, the plan for you to be on the podcast was Mark was supposed to be out of town. Yeah. And, and so the, the gag was going to be he didn't get to be there for it. Uh, well, spoiler, yeah, it's, it's, spoiler, a, it's a good old time. To, to lay all my cards on the table. So the I, I've collected like maybe a dozen top 20 lists. And that's kind of where I'm starting with these episodes. So... Uh, that being said, if you're interested in being interviewed uh, as part of the Jackson Film Club, the podcast, and our Top 20 Breakdown series, then send me your Top 20 list, uh, and, and we'll, we'll get the conversation started there. If it's not good enough, then if you have more than two Marvel movies on there, you're not you're not a cinephile. You're not enough of a cinephile. You can't be on the podcast. What if we think I didn't the whole say MCU it. should be one movie? I kind of counted as one movie. The whole thing. It is. It's <laughs> what, all one movie. What, 36 hours. Just one big movie. If the Hobbit on Unexpected Journeys on your list, you're out of the you're out of the pod. You're not Woof. on. <laughs> Thanks, right. Jake, for stopping by. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank how you. do we sign out on this thing? Do y'all have y'all figured out? No, we're we're just yet? trying. To, I'm, I was trying to fiddle my way over there, but you kind of just interrupted me on my outro. Dang. <laughs> we we need to cold cut to an outro song. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening. Peace. Love you.